Hi, my name is Dave Hansen. Um, we are in our third week discussing the COVID-19 virus. Uh, this week we're gonna talk about those most vulnerable. Uh, it's, it's funny being so shortly into this season and finding out how severe this has come, become so quickly and knowing my own vulnerability in the middle of it. Every time I have a cough, uh, I feel a tightness in my chest, a shortness of breath, think I'm maybe feeling a chill, <laughs> I wonder. I'm close to 67 years of age. I have a, a, a heart condition, I've had heart surgery. My doctor thinks I have COPD. Where I have multiple risk factors, uh, feeling all these symptoms have been normative in my daily routine for years, yet now I feel differently about those things and I wonder a lot more. My wife is 64. Uh, she has had severe asthma since she was a teen and I know she's going through the same thing. Uh, we have a stay-at-home mandate, um, so schools and restaurants and businesses, uh, even church, um, are all staying home at this point, trying to be safe. But we at the Yakima Vineyard are um, in the middle of ministries where a large number of peoples congregate on a regular and daily basis. So uh, at Camp Hope, um, the, uh, they're seeing uh, about 110 people daily that stay there 24-7 together. Uh, our top in shelter is seeing roughly 23 a night at this point. Uh, this last Thursday and Friday, we had 1,100 individuals stand in line outside one of our six food pantries who were met by 60 um, volunteers between those uh, sites, uh, all trying to get them their essential need uh, of food. And, and uh, I think about all these people and all of them being so close together. I'm high risk, um, so I don't go to the shelters and the food pantries any more than I absolutely must. I'm keeping my distance, but what about my staff? What about all these volunteers? What about all these folks that come for food or shelter on a day-to-day -day basis? Honestly, to be really vulnerable here, I feel something like a commander sending troops into the front lines of a fierce battle. The burden is really heavy. Just thinking about my own experience, um, although I carefully negotiate the level of exposure that I have day to day, I bear the responsibility of bringing whatever exposure I've had to my home where 10 other people whom I love live and the, uh, the responsibility that I have is as much for them as it is for myself. Trying to keep people six feet away from each other is what I imagine pulling teeth must be like. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. I, I can spread out a group of people, turn away, and five seconds later turn around and they're all back together again. Three months ago, 
no one was talking about COVID-19. As of this past Friday at 12.20 p.m., um, there was just over 88,000 known cases in the U.S. Just within these past few weeks, it's grown to that extent. But here's the, here's the thing. I was looking for some additional information, so I went back to that site about 25 minutes later, and that number had already grown to 94,000. And so, um, as I think about this, uh, I finished all of the research I was doing around 1.30. I went back to check again, and that number had climbed up to 110,000. So within about an hour and, what is that, 10 minutes, it, it had gone from 88,000 to 110,000, uh, just in the U.S. alone. I'm guessing each of you are experiencing many of these same things. Uh, a cough, a chill, uh, seeing one of your children or grandchildren sick with a cold. <laughs> uh, you have to go to work, or maybe it's just to go to the store. And you wonder, are you safe? <laughs> you come home and wonder, am I keeping everybody there safe now? We all bear that responsibility of trying to do the right things and practice the right routines. Many of you are home all day now, uh, where some of you are fortunate to remain employed. Um, others have lost their job, sadly. Uh, wondering about your health and your health care, um, or how you're going to provide for your families, or if you get sick, who will take care of you? These are all things in our, in our newest reality, and I, and I wonder if any of us could have really adequately prepared for this or, um, um, or done anything to help ourselves for this inevitability. Um, and none of us really know how long this is gonna last either. So let's pray. Father God, and I, I just know that in our greatest need um, we find um, the greatest answer to our prayers. Lord, when we seek you, Lord God, when we um, uh, just sit at, at the feet of our King, um, we understand and we know uh, the peace that only you can bring. And so, Lord God, um, I just ask that you um, uh, be with us uh, this morning as we are um, uh, working through this third week of uh, talking about this virus, that uh, you just anoint my lips, Lord God, and I convey the message uh, that you have in store for all of us here this morning. Uh, Lord God, I pray that you anoint the ears of everyone listening, that they can hear what you intend, Lord God. So, Lord, I just pray that you hide me in your holiness and your will be done here this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So we're in this Lent season, <laughs> a time for fasting, a time to draw near to God. It's hard to even remember the season that we're in with so much going on, with all of the changes in our routine. Um, I, um, 
uh, know that when I was growing up in the Catholic Church, I, I remember the season of Lent and, and how, how important that was in, in, in that faith. And it's uh, um, uh, ironic that I had a chance to talk with the local Monsignor uh, Eckert uh, here just last night, and we just were talking about our churches and the change that that's going on around us and how we're we're acclimating and each of us shared a little bit of the humor of, of trying to acclimate uh, technically <laughs> and uh, you know it's 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 a real struggle um, but um, yeah, this is the season we find ourselves in but you know I think if we could be honest with ourselves most of us haven't had to really rely on our faith very much, uh, at least not, not on our routine uh, life. We wake up in the morning, we go and do our, our routine. Uh, we exist on a normative level on a regular day-to-day -day basis. We're comfortable most of the time. Uh, we become so self-confident that we wonder about God sometimes. Um, and I know some wonder a lot more than others. Uh, some may even be wondering at times about the existence of God and how we fit into all of this. Um, maybe that's even some of you listening here today. Some of you haven't spent much time with God because you're hurt or maybe you're mad at God. Uh, some of you haven't, or some of you have been reading or listening to or watching people who have led you away from God. Um, there are a lot of people out there that have a lot to say about religion and faith right now. Some of you are, are wondering what to trust at all. Um, for a lot of you, uh, for a lot of you, your hurt actually came from the church. Uh, many of you are in a place where you can have faith in God, but want to stay distant from the church. Understand though, and this is really important folks, uh, that whatever you've endured, uh, whatever you've gone through, uh, we've never been confronted with anything like this in our lifetime. Uh, we're better off together than we are individually apart right now. Uh, the world around us needs us to be together as well. A.W. Tozer once said, a frightened world needs a fearless church. So that leads us to ask uh, some questions here. Uh, how do we uh, talk to ourselves? What are we doing about uh, our, our own mental health and our own mental stability in this time. Um, uh, how do we talk to God? Um, how do we talk to our family? And uh, lastly, we'll talk about uh, how we talk to our neighbors. So uh, how are you talking to yourself? That's a strange question. Maybe how you're feeding yourself is a better way to say that. Are you watching too much news? Uh, do you get messages on your app, uh, the news brief <laughs> apps, uh, so that you're constantly kind of bombarded with it all day? Is the basis of your reasonableness uh, derived from uh, constant local, national, and uh, world news? 
um, and other influences of the media, everything in the chatter of all that is, is so, so crazy right now. It's not hard to see how that could build stress. Um, are you trying to uh, make light of what's going on right now by uh, doing things like distracting yourself with uh, binge TV or reading crazy long books? <laughs> Is this the time to read War and Peace? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we, we all need to be a little distracted once in a while. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I just finished the Tiger King series. <laughs> so, yikes. I don't recommend that. <laughs> um, but I think the reasonableness um, that you have to contend with all this has to be balanced with your time with God right now. And I think that's more important now than ever. Um, so, um, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So are you talking to God and spreading peace or are you driven by fear to the extent that you're uh, feeling too anxious and stressed and overwhelmed to be trying to help anyone else? What defines uh, you right now? Is it entitlement possibly? Um, for what you have or what you've ha had? Or are you truly able to feel gratitude? Um, remember, and this is, an, this is a really important dynamic for you right now, that entitlement breeds bitterness and the fear of loss, uh, where gratitude breeds peace. And I think we all need peace right now. Philippians 4, uh, 8 and 9 goes on to say, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So my house, uh, I think I've said this before, has poured concrete walls. And, uh, you know, they're very soundproof. <laughs> and up until a couple of weeks ago, in uh, a, a house where there's uh, three that are four years of age or younger, <laughs> uh, there's plenty of, plenty of noise uh, uh, and, and plenty of uh, racket, I guess you, you would call it. Um, uh, and so I used to really find my peace being back in that room hidden away all by myself. <laughs> uh, I could, uh, you know, turn on the TV or light a candle and read or um, break out the guitar and just kind of sing a little bit. There's lots of ways that I could find peace. But anymore, especially in these last couple of weeks, I cannot get enough of my family. 
I cannot get enough of just being out there, um, being a part of all of that noise and confusion. Um, you know, in the past few weeks, the entire family has sat around that table, uh, those of us in that household at least. And, and um, you know, with 11 people sitting around a single table, there, there is a little bit of an accomplishment in that, I might add. <laughs> um, but, you know, going over to my son's house, he's put a fire pit in the backyard and spending the afternoon just talking with him. I can't remember the last time we've had the ability to, to practice all these things. My um, oldest daughter um, lives in California and I don't think a day has gone by in the last two weeks where I haven't had a, a good conversation with her. Even my brothers and sisters that live all the way in the East Coast, um, we're spending lots of time communicating right now, lots of time on the phone and texting and so forth. Uh, I can't help but think this is a good outcome and maybe a lasting outcome. I think it's reasonable to assume your family may need you now more than ever before. Uh, so you being healthy right now is more important than ever before. I, I think most of you know that we've really uh, focused a lot in uh, the outreach ministry on Isaiah 58 which has been something of uh, a, a really true fast for our church. Um, verse seven is, uh, is interesting um, in that it says, um, uh, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house and when you see the naked to cover him, not to hide yourself from your own flesh? The flesh being referred to here is your family. This may be the best opportunity for restoration, reconciliation, um, maybe at a whole new level that might not have ever been possible before. So what about your neighbor? Going back to those questions, how are you talking to your neighbor? There is a uh, lady that we serve at the Toppenish facility, and if I can, I want to talk with her a little bit, uh, talk about her a little bit. Uh, we'll alter her name um, because I, I, I don't feel comfortable giving that to you, but let's call her Leanne, uh, again in her young 40s. She's Yakima Nation. Uh, she has lived uh, in the Lower Valley her whole life. She started coming to her, our shelter in Toppenish in early February. Turns out she was dropped off there uh, by one of her children who had kept her uh, up to that point. Um, she's both mentally and physically handicapped um, and entirely incapable of caring for herself. She had services, but her children kept her services um, and just dropped her off. Um, it was important for her as we were trying to work with her that she stay in Toppenish. Uh, but it became clear, very clear early on that her family wasn't a safe option for her. Um, but the shelter only operates 12 hours. And so how do we care for her during the day um, became a, a very real problem for us very early on. 
initially we started bringing her to Camp Hope during the day, but you know there wasn't enough of the kind of care that she needed. Uh, the ground is gravel, so trying to use her walker in that environment was extremely difficult. Even in a paved environment, she can only go inches at a time. Um, and I mean, uh, her, her legs are, are contorted in a way that she just can't move very quickly at all. Um, so we tried to do everything we knew how to do to reach out to the community uh, to bring services to bear. But there is so much demand on services within the community that this became nearly impossible. So we were faced with the issue of what do we do with Leanne? Um, I think we had choices. We could decide that we were going to do the best we can and that was going to be the limit of our service. Or that um, we were going to, um, uh, you know, bring her to another service provider and say, you know, we think you should be taking care of her because obviously, you know, she is um, uh, in this location, she's in this area, and this area is your responsibility. Or I guess the other thing we could have done was uh, offered to pray for her and do nothing. And so ultimately what we decided to do, uh, though we don't have any funding for this, we just decided to put her up in a hotel. And um, we had uh, a case manager um, just start to look in on her on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, after about a week, we did find a voucher for her. So we were able to cover the next couple of weeks uh, of the hotel cost, but we still had to go in there every day to take care of her. Um, I, I find this, the, the story, um, something a little similar <laughs> to Luke 10, um, when it's asking who is your neighbor <laughs> and you're never quite sure who your neighbor is going to be. You're never quite sure what the need is going to be. And to be perfectly vulnerable, you never know to what extent your willingness to help is going to be until you jump in with those feet. But when we're taking care of ourselves, when we're staying right with our place with God, we're enabled to hear his voice. We're able to be dispatched. We're able to be useful. And that's my greatest encouragement to, to all of you right now is to stay balanced in your time um, with, with God. Um, your peace in this time will come faster there than anywhere else. Watching out and minding your neighbor right now is probably the most peace-creating thing you can do. Calling those whom God brings to mind, taking the step to call people, especially those you know who might be the most vulnerable. All of us can do this. All of us can do this. And it will be better for you it will be better for your, uh, uh, your, your peace if you do this. Um, I pulled these two quotes out of an old sermon I did some time ago. Um, and honestly, uh, though it might seem untimely, <laughs> uh, it definitely helps me 
understand and remember the job in front of me. Mother Teresa once said the biggest disease today is not leprosy or uh, tuberculosis, but the feeling of being unwanted, uncared for, and deserted by everybody. Our greatest problem is not hunger or loneliness, the lack of love, the terrible indifference towards our neighbor who lives at the roadside, assaulted by exploitation, corruption, and poverty and disease. And this by Carol Wimber. God's heart is broken over the poor, the helpless, the oppressed, the homeless, and the mentally ill. If your uh, timetable makes no room for them, you must reconsider. Countless generations have heard that God cares for the needy and wants his people to reach out for them. Few people have obeyed. So for those who are willing to be vulnerable, and I know this is a hard ask right now, we really need help on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the, in the food bank unloading trucks. Um, you'll have to remember social distancing and keeping yourself safe because I don't know how to keep such a close eye on everybody that I can keep everybody safe. But for those who are willing to be vulnerable, we really need the help if you're able. Um, and I'm going to ask this as a, as a personal prayer. Um, please, please, please remember to pray for protection for those of us who have to be out there. Um, where so many are gathered. Um, so pray for our, our staff, for our volunteers, and for all those we serve. We can't help but be together right now, but we can pray God's protection. Thank you.